With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Sean Lill from Ring General Radio, and you're listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Thank you for joining us uh, this week. Uh, another great episode of Talking Twins as we talk some Twins baseball here. You know, spring training has, of course, kicked off and is in full swing now along with the WBC. So we'll, we'll be talking about a lot of those great topics during the In the Dugout segment. Uh, we'll come back after the break and after between that. And we'll also talk on the Twins Notes segment about a new marketing slash, uh, I don't want to say uh, ticket holder plan, but a new marketing plan the Twins have, have put into play. Also, a uh, concert that has been recently announced at Target Field and a couple of their final notes is more. So with that, remember, you can always check out Talking Twins on the web at www.talkingtwinsbaseball.com. You can always find us on social media. We've got you covered on both Facebook and Twitter. Facebook is www.facebook.com slash Talking Twins. And our Twitter handle is at Talking Twins. And also, you guys can, if you want to shoot us a line, you can do that too via email, radio at talkingtwinsbaseball.com. So, with that, we're going to get into the show. We've got a lot to talk about, so we're not going to waste any time. We're going to jump into our In the Dugout segment. And we're this week, we're going to talk about a couple of, uh, a couple of different topics. Number one, obviously, we're starting to look at what the 25 man roster is going to potentially look like and shake out for the Minnesota Twins. Also, what that starting lineup out of that 25 man is going to be. And a couple of their, uh, nice little stories, including a, a piece that Daryl's going to talk about and will comment on with uh, regarding Justin Haley of the Minnesota Twins. So with that, I'll bring Daryl into the show. Daryl, another you know another fun week here as we get to talk Twins baseball. It's getting closer to opening day, and you know spring training is really in full effect right now at this point with the with the World Baseball Classic even starting off. Definitely, it's it's a lot of fun things to talk about. You know, as we talk Twins baseball this week. Well, whenever we get closer to baseball season, it's always good. And, you know, here in Minnesota, when you have a lightning storm and then you wake up and it's snow, uh, it's snowed outside, <laughs> all, all you want is baseball. All oh, you want is baseball, Brad. Tell me about it. Tell I'm me about just, it. I'm ready. I'm ready, okay? That might I'm be ready the... to go to Target Field and have some fun. That might be the line of the show right there because only in Minnesota can that happen where you can have a tornado. Seriously. A tornado and snow. Lightning out like it's going to be the worst lightning storm ever. And you wake up and there's an inch of snow. Well, we actually we actually had two tornadoes on Monday that were that were recorded 
Earliest yeah. earliest date ever. Only in Minnesota. See that, that that's what we get yeah. for March sixth. You have sixty one uh, degrees out. Yeah, you have two tornadoes, and then the next day you no, wake hey, up and yeah, and there's snow. It's like really. And I'm done. That, that, just, I'm I'm ready for baseball. I love it. Sprints in the air. Let's get it going. So let, let's <laughs> let's talk about things since we are both definitely yeah. ready for for baseball. Let's talk about first of all. You know, we, we mentioned that we were going to do some roster and, uh, you know, starting lineup predictions. Let's start with the 25-man, and I'm going to turn this over to you because I know you've got a pretty good setup already on where you think this 25-man is going to lay out. So if you want, wouldn't mind taking it from Wait, there. I'll go. I'll, I'll start it out, but, I mean, this is all ebbing and flowing. I mean, the starting lineup seems a little bit more consistent, and I think most uh, Twins fans are going to agree. It's, with the exception of maybe a couple, it's a, it's a starting rotation that's going to be like a uh, really. Uh, but you know what? You got Brian Dozier, obviously. Whether he's leadoff or not, that all depends on how Buxton does uh, throughout the rest of spring training. Uh, but you got Dozier. You got Jorge Polanco. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Joe Maurer until 2018, he's not going anywhere. Snow with his home run power, obviously. He's third base. Kepler with what he did in right. He's there. He's a staple. Kenny's Vargas. I'm throwing him in there. He's your DH. Uh, Eddie Rosario is part of your uh, all-solid defense team in the outfield. Plus Byron Buxton. Then uh, Jason Castro is your catcher. We know that. Now your bench. When you get to your bench, that's where you get a little sticky. Now, I think we probably agree. And if we look at some numbers. Uh, if we're going to start it out, because this is where it can get pretty damn tricky. There's a lot of uh, pundits out there thinking uh, John Ryan Murphy, and I'm saying I'm I'm sticking with my guy, Mitch Garver, as the second catcher. Uh, I'm sticking with him for a couple reasons, Brad. Uh, Mitch Garver right now in early spring training, early spring training, 10 games, uh, he's in over 300. All right. Uh, John Ryan Murphy, well, he's less than my weight. He's hitting 200. So I just think that everything that he's doing right now, I, Mitch Garver's a guy. I, I just I can't see it going any other way. Uh, so I'm going with Mitch Garver. I'm going with Eduardo Escobar because he can play shortstop. He can play second base. Robbie Grossman is your fourth outfielder. you got to give him a spot. And then there's a flip-flop, okay? Do you go with, uh, uh, and uh, you help me pronounce it, Ari, Ed, Ed, Adriaza? Well, Adriaza, Adriaza, yep, yep. Yep, okay. Oh, I don't know. I don't, they, well, I'm going to throw it out to Danny Santana. Danny Santana gets it because he plays infield and outfield. So there's my uh, starting lineup and backup. And then when you look at your, uh, when you when you look at the rotation, I get it, Urban Santana, your guy. You gotta take him. He was the ace of aces with only with and winning less than ten games, <laughs> but he had a solid year. <laughs> uh, and so far, right now, in spring training, our pitching staff hasn't been horrible. Uh, Kyle Gibson, Hector Santiago, and Phil Hughes. It's already been reported in the Star Tribune that their first through four, or, you know, between uh, Irvin Santana's your ace, 
Gibson, Santiago, and Hughes are the other three. And then every, and then Trevor May and Jose Burials are vying for the fifth. Now, I honestly, Brad, to me, is it smart so early in spring training to say we've already locked down the top four? And even though we have this young, up-and-coming staff, we're saying it's this, it's the, are these four, and everybody's vying for fifth. I think it's kind of BC to me because we saw what Gibson could do two years ago, and he was our, you know, talking twins pitcher of the year two years ago, and because of injuries and and anything else, he was a flop last year. And we saw some injuries happen to, to Hughes, and hopefully, because and, I like Hughes a lot. Hughes is a great guy. I want to see him succeed. So hopefully, with the, after the surgery, he comes back, and he's stronger as ever, and he pitches like he did in 2015. In uh, Santiago, you just don't know. I mean, we traded him for a money reason to get rid of bad money, and... If he could be a quality starter, that's great. But right now, we're sitting with Jose Berrios and Trevor May that both are vying for starting spots. Plus, you got Albert, uh, Alberto Mejia uh, and uh, your number one prospect, uh, Talking Twins' number two prospect, Steven Gonzalez. I mean, you got a lot of guys there that can be that number fifth starter. And it sounds like it's going to be Santana, Gibson, Santiago, and Hughes with the fifth spot going to either May or uh, Jose Brios, which I think it's going to go to Brios. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? Real quick, Brad, what, what do you think about the starting rotation as it probably shakes out with, you know, barring injury and whatnot? Uh, Santiago, Gibson, Santiago. Uh, Santana, Gibson, Santiago, Hughes, and, and Berrios. Well, I'll, I'll just kind of spin this around for a more of the, the the front office point of view. And first of all, I'll start with the the um, the offensive side of things. I mean, pretty much as you mentioned, that you know the guys like Rosario, Buxton, you know Kepler, that makes up the outfield. Obviously, Maurer, you know Dozier, and yep. uh, and and who did you mention at shortstop again? Did you who did you? I'm sorry, I missed who you, you threw it. Oh, I put Jorge Planco at shortstop. Okay, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't don't, see name position, but Jorge okay. Planco play shortstop yep. for now. Right, I, I see that too. I see, you know, I see again Polanco. Because you then, got second baseman with Dozier, then, yep, shortstop Polanco, yep. first, and then it, it'll be a platoon system. It, it's going to be a lot of platoon system at first and DH, but you got Maurer at first. See, I, I really, first, I don't. So position at third is Sano, and right field Kepler. D.H. Vargas, catcher Castro, left field Rosario, uh, and center is Buxton. See, and I don't, and I, and I, I guess I disagree a little bit. I don't see the fir- the first base spot being quite that much of a of an open, you know. Well, it depends on how Park does. I this is the thing. I, he's not defensively ready to to play a large number of games yet at first base. He's showing that. He, you know, they, they they can you know they can say what they want. They can sugarcoat what they want. But the reality of the situation is Vargas isn't that great of a defender over there. But Park, he's more powerful than Joe Maurer. I understand, but you know where I think the, the DH battle is going to be? Or the DH is going to be the spot where there's going to be more battle for playing time 
than there's going to be at first base. I don't think the number one, I know if I'm a manager, I really don't want a revolving door at first base. I don't want three guys. You don't want that, but. One, and you don't have to. You, you can you can just well, make. No, it'll, be, it'll be between uh, third and first. I think this the, is how. DH is going to be between third and first, right? Well, I think this is how this plays out. I think Maurer's probably going to play 130 games at least at first base. And the rest of that will be eaten up between when Park and or, you know, Vargas, whichever of these guys. First of all, you know, we don't know that Park makes the roster. That That's not any guarantee. I mean, people are locking in right. like that. That's not. He could still go back to Rochester. Options are a plenty for He's him. He's got options. He has so, options. So let's let's kind of let's kind of you know, slow that down a little bit. Vargas is a little less set on options there. Now, in talking about options, you mentioned, obviously, you know, as we spin back around the the infield, you know, you got Sano at third, you got Castro behind the plate. You mentioned a guy in, in Danny Santana, and I think Danny Santana makes this this twenty five man for one simple reason: he's out of options. Danny Santana cannot be sent back to Rochester right. without getting cycled through the system. And I well, don't... he's out of options, and he doesn't just play infield; he plays outfield. That's the point where it's a problem. And that's the biggest reason I put him over anybody else. Well, that's why I think he makes the twenty-five man and is up here to start the season because of the fact that the yeah. matter is, this guy being able to play two, you know, two maybe three infield positions, he could legitimately probably play second, he third, or short, everything. and he can play in the outfield. The thing is, you're not going to, for what he's making, for what his financial, you know, hit is, you're not going to slide him through, I don't think, waivers without some other GM. Someone's going to grab him. Well, for the money, yes, they'll they'll, they'll definitely, they'll jump on him. Now, now, especially since he's not hurt. No. No no one grabbed Park, but guys, but that was because of the financial reason. That was the injury and the financial aspect of it. You're a GM going, I got to take. Santana is not injured, and he's, uh, He's chump change in baseball. With, with, with Park as a GM, you had to take two risks. One, the risk was the money. Two, the risk was the injury. So as a GM yes. there, you're like, I don't want to play two risks. I might play on one, but I'm not going to play on two, and that's why it wasn't you know, as big of a deal. Now, now I'll flip this business side to the pitching aspect of it. I think it's a, it's a standout given that your four starters, before we get to the fifth, are Urban Santana, Hector Santiago, uh, Kyle Gibson Do you agree and, with that, and Phil Hughes. Oh, totally. Because here's why. Uh, Urban Santana is obviously not going anywhere. That guy, you know, the second half of the season got them, you know, you know, got them even, you know, and they weren't competitive, but he was the only one that was winning on a regular basis on the Hill. Uh, Santiago, they they still owe him way too much money. I mean, it's... Yeah, that's I, like $8 million. I don't want to say it's, it's uh, Ricky Nolasco all over again because I think it's a little early to jump. Hopefully it's a little better than that. Yeah, I don't want to jump off that ledge yet, but they do owe him enough money that he is. They, they are going to have to run him out there some more as a starter. And it's just if, it's just sad that they have to run out a starter because of financial reasons, but you not have, because they're better. I get that, but you have to when you've got that much. And you I know what? It. And but remember, you're a young team and you're not playing for much. I guess that's well, what uh, you're also, doing. Also, but also remember this: Derek Falvey and Thad Levine didn't make that signing. So they need to see right. if this guy is going to be any part of their future plans or not. They they need to they they need a half season at least to see that. They you know they need some time to you know and you're not going to get that in spring training. Guys are throwing three maybe four innings as a starter. That's not enough. Yep. You know Thad and Derek are going to need to see you know Santiago over 
April, May, June, July, maybe even into August. Well, he could be. A, he could be. He's one of many potential uh, June, July. Uh, oh, say, say Santiago pitches much better and wins eight games or nine games by the All Star break. Oh yeah, that that's a guy that can get dealt. Well, there's Irvin Santana, there's Santiago, there's I, Dozier. There's a lot of potential trade. I, bait. I don't see San. I don't see Irvin as a trade piece, and here's why: because in in my mind, you, you yes, you you are in a youth movement, but you can't blow up a pitching staff completely and go to like five guys under 25. You need somebody right. there to be a veteran leader of that staff, and they don't know yet. Yeah, I agree, I agree, but you never know if if a team comes out. If a team that's competing that just lost their number one or two or even number three starter and they're competing for whatever division they're in, they might blow you away with something. If a team I, I think this thought honestly, if a team loses their one yeah. or two starter, they're not going to they're not going to get Irvin Santana thinking he's gonna fill it. Irvin's pitching like he was last year, you just never know, Brad. Still no, dude, come on. I'm sorry. I mean Daryl, you know Darryl, what? We, got, we got all season to Argue about that. Well, one. let me it's, just say this a, though. It's a move point, right? Well, but let it's me say, point, but no. let me say this: if the Dodgers lose Clayton Kershaw, they're not going to go come to the Twins and think Irvin Santana is going to fill that void because he's done. Well, if they do, we're going to try to. But he's them not, but as no, but dude, any, any, because of what they do with Dozier. But here's why I'm saying he's going to stay because any GM that's in his mind isn't going to think that a guy that's a two or three here is going to fill a one spot if it's needed nope. there. And also, but, and also again, to to my point, I also think that. That Thad and Derek, if they were going to get rid of Santana, that's the max value starter right now in terms of the guys that are known starters. Irvin Santana's the max value starter, so they're going to yeah. ask the most for him because for what you're paying for what you're getting, they're going to ask the most for him, and it's probably going to be a hefty price because if it is, if a, you can get it, you're going to take it. Well, if it's a contending team coming to them saying, "Hey, we want to pry him from your that's hands at saying. the All Star break," like the Giants or Dodgers, but it's going to have Washington. to be a, a max offer. And if it's not, we've and already damn we, right. we already saw it in the offseason. Everybody in this town said Brian Dozier won't be here in 2017. He's gone. Oh, he's gone. Well, oh, they're dealing with him. He's gone. Point, or or he'd be gone in before July. How many people that we saw articles write? Say that the Dodgers were going to make a deal and it was going to be well, done and it was going to happen. About, hey, you know what? It was all about who had who had the most patience and who was willing to wait. You know, no, it wasn't. You know what it was about? What Derek and Thad Levine said. What Derek Falvey and Thad Levine said simply: This guy's a cornerstone player. If we don't get a cornerstone offer, we're not getting rid right. of him. That was exactly. not about. It wasn't so about patience. It when, wasn't about a card when game. The Dodgers come back in June. And they say, oh, you know what? We'd love to have him. That offer doesn't go down regardless of what his stats are. It goes up because when the Giants are just as good, the Giants are always there competing with the Dodgers. And and the Cubs are there. The Cubs are going to be the favorite to win the NL. The NL. And if the, if when they come to us crying... You know what? We should have done this. What do you need? Well, you know what? Now it's way more than what we're asking. Add this guy. My mindset right now is you, 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 you're, ask, you're asking me who the four starters are going to be for this year. It's going to be Santana. It's going to be Santiago. It's going to be, it's going to be Hughes. It's going to be, you know, um, Kyle Gibson. And, yeah, I, and that's the cliche answer, and I get it. To me, it's not the cliche like answer. Guys, 
Those are the guys that have the experience. It's not the cliche I, answer. It, it is the answer. They don't have any. the guys that are the better ones? Probably not. R- right now, yes, because who else? Right, who? I mean, who else are you going to say is better right now? Barrios, who looked so inconsistent when he was up last year. that Well, he, that's like uh, Santiago and Gibson and Hughes and Santana and everybody else you just named. Uh. But, yep, okay. How was Irvin but Santana? Con- Alberto, let's give him a shot to start. Wait a second. How, how about Steven Gonzalez? Let's give him a chance how to was, start. How was Irvin Santana inconsistent the second half he of last year? Guy. He was the one guy that was He was extremely good. consistent the second half of last year. Go look at the yeah. numbers. I mean, no, you're right. He was. Irvin Santana was the one guy consistent. And Everybody else. And Phil Hughes is coming back from injury, so you, you have to give him his shot because two years ago. The, you want to give him credit. Yep, absolutely. Two, two years ago, this guy set the record for the strikeout-to-walk ratio in Major League Baseball. Absolutely. So. No, absolutely. And I hope he I hope he succeeds. And Santiago, for what he's getting paid, you're not going to. Up and down seasons, we don't know what to expect. And Santiago. we got to hope that. But Daryl, for what Santiago's making, you're not sending him down to AAA at nine million a year. I mean that that'd be I, that, if I if I saw a GM do that, I would. They're going to. Brad, I'm not saying they're going to. Well, then you're. I'm saying the Twins are going to do the financial smart thing, well, and they're going to keep though. him as a starter. But that's not I don't a cliche. Think right. I don't think he's the best one. It doesn't matter. I mean that does not matter he's right now. But yes, he's going to be there though. It, but that but you're the argument of. If if it's right or not, well, it is right because you're not going to send a nine million dollar starter to AAA. I want that GM out in front of a bus if he does that. I mean, they're, that's that, right because you want to lose as many games as possible. I, I'm not so, going to waste money. No, because there's at least eighty losses. So you're saying now with the bullpen, so you're advocating now with the bullpen, so you're advocating sending a nine million dollar starter to AAA. What? How really? To have them in the first place, dude. Well, it doesn't matter. He's here now. That, yeah, but that argument that, that doesn't hold water, dude. He's here now. You want to win? You want to lose? He's here now. You, your argument of well, he shouldn't be here. Well, he is now. He's here. He's on your roster. He didn't, didn't trade him. So what? He's that's my point. He's here now. He's on the roster. Yep. You can't He's here on the roster. You can't say the argument if I don't want him to be here. Um, and you're gonna start him. You have to. You have to. You have to. Yes, you have to. You have to. So who who gets screwed out? Nobody. Who's what? What, what good pitcher? Nobody gets, gets. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If you would listen, nobody's getting screwed out right now. Barrios hasn't shown that he's a dominant force. Trevor May's still trying to work on two pitches, and Gonzalez might be here by the All Star break. But realistically, hey, Santiago's twelve point two seven ERA this spring so far is better than Barrios. And yeah, what was what was Brios's ERA in the half year he was up here last year? We're not talking about that. We're talking about this year, well, right no, now. No, 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 no. The dude, we we only see Daryl. Daryl, you're basing it on a week of spring training, which ERA is. No, you are though. Yes, you are. I am. You're and, right. And so, but I'm also basing it on uh, Santiago. Well, you know, it doesn't matter. It does it doesn't matter. matter. I I think we agree. It's going to be Santana, Gibson, Santiago, and Hughes. But not, I agree with you. But not on any. I like but, it, but I agree. But here's the it, difference: you think somebody's, score. you think somebody's getting ripped off. I don't. I don't think that. No, any, I do think someone's getting ripped off. Who pitched? I think May, Alberto, and Barrios are three better pitchers 
that should be up there. I think the Twins should start looking at the youth. Mieha never pitched in the major leagues. To, Mie- they're not going to. They're going to keep the crap that they have. Well, let me ask you something, because I, I guess I want to clarify what you're basing and, on better, because Mieha's never pitched in the major leagues for the Twins. A slight little bit, and it wasn't great, but Not okay. for the Twins. That was that was in a different organization. Yeah, go ahead. And Brios last year pitched god-awful. And anybody that watched that saw that. They they saw that. I mean, you had experts that followed yep. the game even better than us saw that. Okay? Trevor May didn't okay, yep. start didn't start but last year. But he didn't start. You know as well as I do, when you shift a guy from a reliever to a starter, things can happen that yep. aren't always good. You might be a bomb reliever, you get thrown into a starting role, and as we saw when they but tried Trevor to start May, they're hoping that well, not hope. We're not no, but the, we're not going on hope. Convert them back to a starter whoa, because of his whoa, back. Whoa, 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 dude, stop! You got to stop right now because what, what? you said that somebody was getting screwed out of a spot. Hope is not is not counted in getting screwed out of a. Well, I hope he's going to be better. Well, then that guy's not getting this screwed is, out no, of a no, spot. No, 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 no. That, that's not. I don't want to. I don't want to see Barrios go down and dominate AAA pitchers once again. What if he's? What if that's what he is? What if that's what he is? Well, let's, well, if, if that's what he is, then that's another reason why we have a whole new regime. But I'm saying because that because they picked the wrong draft. Well, that might be that they might to the wrong pitch. That may be, but right now to say that for that fifth spot, you know, to say that with these other four guys, somebody's getting screwed out of a spot. I don't, I don't agree with that language. He, he doesn't. Jose Barrios doesn't belong. If it was. Then Daryl, then tell him to win the fifth spot all right. He's not in the Tell He's him to take his lumps in the bench. Then tell him to win the fifth yep. spot all right. He doesn't get the other four just because. He's been doing a good job. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You know, so far, he been, then he wins the so fifth. So far, Jose has been doing a good job. Then he wins the fifth spot. But that's, that's it. That's it. You don't get better than that. There's no gifts, man. This is the major leagues. There's no... He has been doing just good, if not better, than a lot of our starters. But is he going to get the benefit of doubt? Who? Nope. Who? Alberto Mejia. No, hell He's been no. Doing better than God no. Starters. Jesus Christ, no. He needs to put some time at AAA. That Except, guy's no, and I, and I don't doubt that because he's not a high-end prospect. He's also not what ready. What I'm saying, Brad, is that Berrios. Barrios needs to be in the big leagues. Then win the fifth Put spot. Put him anywhere else, and they're effing ridiculous. But then win the fifth spot. Win the fifth spot. Yes. So far, he's shown that he should be. That's fine. But so I don't, far, but I don't want to. He's shown that he should be. But I don't want to hear that he's getting screwed. He's not getting screwed. He's had an opportunity. I don't think he's right now. I'm not saying he is bad. No, he's not. He pitched. I'm not saying Jose is. I'm not saying Jose is. You're missing. You're you're, you're 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 misunderstanding what I'm saying. No, you said that. If you if, no, what I said, Brad, is the Twins automatically assume there's four starters and there's two other guys that are going to vie for the fifth, and that's and it. That's it. That is it. That's it. That that's is it. it. That is that's it. Well, that is it, dude. I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't care. What about no, dude? Uh, Shagwa. No. Why would Shag wasn't a starter? Guys. Because right now, as you look at it, guess what? Shagwa's in AAA, Barrios is in AAA. That's what some 
Why are uh, you bringing? Why are you bringing they relievers up now? They have Barrios and Chagua in AAA. Why are you bringing relievers up now? We're not talking relievers. We're talking starters only. The rotation. We're not talking relievers. Why are you bringing Chagua up? That is not general right now. No, we're, we're, because no. May is fighting for one or the other. If May doesn't win a spot, he still has a spot at the big league rotation as a long reliever. And so what? Then so if don't May, tell me it's not. It's Yes, no, it is. it is not, because whether Trevor May wins a starting role or not has nothing to do with JT Shagwa making the team, dude. Th- there's no way that Thad Levine's yeah. going... Daryl, stop. Let me talk for a moment. Just stop for a moment. There's no way that Thad Levine and Derek Falvey are going, well, we're only deciding if May will be a reliever if it affects how worse Shagwa's spot is going to be. There is no damn way that any GM or front office president are thinking in that manner. They're trying to get the best guys up here. And if it means one guy gets oh, to yeah, come and one doesn't, they, yeah, but it doesn't, they're no. They're not thinking about Trevor May making the bullpen question. only if Shagwa's not going to make it to. They're not thinking hey, that way. Question. Do you honestly, do you, do you think he's making the bullpen or do you think he's in AAA next year? Who? Shagwa. Right now, it's up in the air. It really I is. Say bullpen. Well, honestly, I would say bullpen right now. It's up in the air to me right now. Right now, I would say right now, based on the stats, based on early going, it's only it's only a few weeks in, but based on right now, I don't have him. If I'm predicting the rotation, if I'm if I'm predicting the the bullpen, I don't have him in a rotation. I, I have him in AAA. And that's fine. You he, know what? He's walking too many. From what I saw on Monday, he probably should be in AAA. Now that could change tomorrow. But what, from what I saw him on Monday. Right. You're exactly right there. It could change tomorrow. And it could, you know, injuries happen. There's a lot of things that could happen. But right now, I don't have. And I and I want to have Shagua in there. Because I think Shagua has the it stuff that could be the closer. I'm telling you right now, Derek. But right now, but as I see it right now, he's not. He's not even in the rotation. He's in AAA. I'm telling you right now, right now, Falvey and Levine are giving every chance a guy to put their stamp on where they're going to go. I don't think Falvey and Levine right now have any any minds made up more than yes, they have to bring Santana as a starter. They have to probably bring Santiago due to the money as a starter. Um, you know, they, they Phil Hughes. And- and Hughes, yeah. and Hughes, and then, and obviously Kyle Gibson as well, because Gibson, if he could be turning the corner, this is a guy that could go either way. This is the year you're going to find that out in 2017. Does Gibson go to it's that level for him? You know, it's a huge year. It's either where he becomes yep. that 12 to 15 winner more starter, or it's the year where they find out. Okay, it's it's not Kyle it's Gibson from Missouri. So, the, so I mean, they they've got their minds. They have to have their minds kind of set up in those four. Because of the roles they're in. After that, I think Derek Falvey and Thad Levine are giving every guy out there a shot to decide where they want their roles to be. Of course. Do I think Mieha's ready to be up here yet? No, I really don't. I think that guy needs some more. He didn't get he a, a little more AAA. He didn't get yep, a lot of tri- he didn't get a lot of AAA time in the organization he was in previously because they right. rushed him up from AA. Uh, right. Gonsalves, as much as I love Steven, and I still think there's a chance you could see him in 2017 at some point, depending on how the twin season September. goes. Yep, this you know, fall. 
But I think realistically, he needs to either start in Rochester or he starts in Chattanooga and goes to Rochester very quickly. Either way, I think Barrios and May, I think Barrios and May get to fight for that fifth spot. But right now, I think I think whichever one of them doesn't earn the fifth spot, to me, doesn't earn any other spot in the starting rotation. If you can't win, and my mindset while I was saying that is, if you can't win the fifth spot. Well, then to me, you're sure as hell not good enough to win four or three or two or one. Well, you and I spoke about it before, and you're like, Barrios doesn't need to be in the bullpen. So screw no, that. No, If he doesn't go. So you're saying if if for some reason you think May or the organization thinks May is better than Barrios. Then you have and to. right now, as of today, I don't think he is. I'm not saying. I, and close, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm not saying I know. But, I don't think we. I I think we both agree. Brios is not a bullpen guy. Oh no no no! God no no right? no no okay. yeah no no no. But, and we know that he dominates AAA but, guys. But here's the thing: if, if, so the, if I the, don't put him in the bullpen, no no no. And I certainly don't think he should be back in AAA. Well, here's the problem here, and the, and here's where you run into the the the, the problem in that in the scenario. Oh, and, and it's not it's not a problem in your scenario. It's more where the Twins run into a problem with that scenario. If if they believe that Trevor May has stretched himself out and is ready to be a fifth starter, they yep. leave themselves with no choice. They have to send Brios right. back to the to AAA because yeah, I no, he that. he's not a bullpen guy, and he has to get starts every you know four or five. This is where that, that's like that Albert Mejia. He's not a bullpen guy. Same thing. Same thing. He's a fifth, a fourth or fifth starter. It's, a, it's the same. So it's he's the same. not a bullpen guy. So you use the options and you keep him AAA. It's it's the same concept. I think the and I think with Mieha, I think they're a little safer with Mieha, and you send them back down to AAA because he yeah. didn't. I think I, I think where their danger is going to be in that fifth spot, they're going to have to make the right decision. They're going to have to. I mean, this is going to be probably, to me, I think, honestly, this is going to be the toughest decision Thad and Derek have to make out of spring training. Because if they make this wrong, let's say, like, for, and what I mean by that is, let's say they pick May, and they think he's the the fifth starter. Okay? Now, you probably just, you set Barrios back for sure, because now you're going to send him back to AAA, and like you said, he could go back down to the International League and just run the table on people because those hitters down there are just not, you know, good enough to hit his stuff. And right. the problem is, is that it, that doesn't do anything for Barrios in terms of, you know, his development takes a step back. It's exactly it. So I think that's where they really, you know, this 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 is a decision. And if he doesn't have a good psyche, we don't know. We got to hope that he does. Right. That he doesn't it, take, it. take a hit on his psyche. Right. And this is. This is a decision to me that it's the it's the biggest decision they're going to have to make in this spring training, and this is one they don't have a choice. If you get it right, great. If you get it wrong, and this is why I was talking about all those higher paid players. We know the guys that we're talking about, the younger guys, are better than the. Uh, and I, I guess I would I would two, word it. I would word it a little bit differently, but I guess we'd come okay. to the conclusion that we'd agree on. But I would say this: they may not be better right at this second, right now. But the ceiling, their, their ceiling is higher. Exactly. That that's right? that's the way I would say it: is they may not be better right their this second, is higher. but the ce- the the what I would or as I like to call us and I'll, this again, I'll come back to the financial side of things. As I would say, the ROI, the return on investment, is probably much greater on the young guys 
then it's going to be on these older guys that they already threw, you know, eight nine million out there at them. Problem is, Gonzalez is going to go to Double A. Understood. Got it. I'm there. Fernando Romero going to go to maybe High A if not Double A. Mejia probably going to Triple A. Should be Triple A. Understood. Yes. Got it. You know, it, I I yeah that's that that's understood. I no, I agree with you in terms of what you're saying in terms of that the young, some of these younger pitchers are better than you know just throwing the the established old guy out there. And I, I would right. agree that the ROI, the return on investment, is better on some of these young guys. The problem is the 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 you know the ownership. They're obviously going to want to see their their money you know played in the right way. And the front office is in kind of a, an odd spot because they didn't sign Santiago. They didn't sign Santana. They didn't even. Right, that they, was the last trade made. They didn't even re-sign Phil Hughes to the extension for that, you know, that three-year extension. So that's where it, you know, it, it puts, it kind of, it kind of bound Derek and, and Thad's hands when they came in because it was kind of like, okay, it's your new, it's your club, but you're probably going to have to start these four guys because the money's already into them. And, you know, what, what it may, what may shake out though, look at it this way too, though. Look at, you know, look at the silver lining this way. What may shake out is if we are not a winning ball club by, you know, and you can see it by the end of May, it might not be one of these guys gone. Hell, it might be two of them. They might, they might ship one out to one place, one out to another place, stack up some more prospects that, that Derek and Thad have put their heads together and seen, okay, hey, we can ship out Santana here and get a couple of these guys. We can ship out, you know, Santiago or Phil Hughes over here and get a couple of these guys, it might be a case too where let's just say it doesn't work out for us in terms of winning by the end of the, you know, by Memorial Day. It might be a case where two of those guys go just in deals to, to get them out. And then it might be where Falvey and Levine start going, all right, if we got to blow this thing up anyway, we're going to blow it up and we're going to start getting some young stuff up. And then maybe they do go, hey, Mieha, you're up. Gonsalves, you're already at AAA. You're going to be up in August. You know, then they may start blowing things up, and you know, so that's right. I would say I I I understand where you're coming from. I don't disagree with your mindset that these four are not necessarily right. the best guys there. They're the guys that are there by the, the fact of, of contract and what it is. But if this club's not winning by June one, it doesn't mean that one or two of those guys can't start getting dealt out, and you know, Falvey and Levine can start you know, building, you know, their own rotation, which then would be on guys like maybe Barrios and May, and then, you know, Mieha, and then you look at, you know, by August, you got Steven Gonsalves as a, you know, a four starter, and from there, yeah, you know, I mean, there there are there are a lot of ways this could go, and I don't think we're really going to know all that until, you know, how this club plays the first couple of months. I, I agree with you that these are not the best guys in terms of straight talent in this organization. I don't think anybody would, would doubt that. I think the, the the front office has dealt the hand that they have to start these four guys. That doesn't mean that they're going to be, though, though, that all four of those guys will be there by, you know, August 1st. There's a very good chance that's not the case. Right. And then I agree with you. Then, then I totally agree with you. At that point, if you are going to play blow it up, well, then – then let then then go pitch the four or five best young guys that you have, because if you're already playing, you know, started over anyway, then go pitch the four or five best guys based on talent, because then money shouldn't be an object. Right. 
You know, so so no, I agree with exactly. that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, so as we look, that pretty much covers the twenty-five man. I mean, we really agree on the rest. You know, like I said, the rest of the roster. I mean, the, you know, yep. the the bench is what it is. I mean, it's going to be what it is. I think the fourth outfield spot is the only other spot where it gives them some kind of of a battle or some flexibility. I think Grossman still has the lead in that spot. I think Drew Stubbs. Yeah, absolutely. But I think Drew Stubbs does present a, an interesting option because with Grossman, he's only a corner outfielder. You know, that Grossman can't spell Byron Buxton for any days off, which means you've either got to shift Max Kepler or Eddie Rosario into center on days you want to get Buxton a breather so that you can then put Grossman in that, you know what I mean, play that little game of, you know, shift the... Right, but... Buxton is young enough. He he doesn't need a breather yet. No, I, I understand. But if you have a guy like Stubbs who can play any of the three outfield spots, right? The the difference is the bat. Grossman, yeah, absolutely. You know, Grossman's a much better. But out. hopefully, Rosario can play, or Grossman, or Rosario, or even Danny Santana. If we're putting Danny Santana now in that, there, that's a he good can point. Play, no, that then that's why I think he's going to be there. And I think he can play center field. And I think you make a good and point. We saw, we saw that a couple years ago. Well, I think you make a good point there in mentioning Santana too. Is I think they have to. To me, if it was if it was me, if I was if I was Levine and, and Falvey, I'd want to make that that Danny Santana de- decision first. Because if I make that decision yeah. first, that he's on the roster. That, me, that's a huge one. This show yeah. last year with him. And then to me, that also goes, okay, if I've got Santana, then I'm probably going to make Grossman the fourth outfielder because I don't right. have to worry then about it being, you know, Stubbs. I can have Grossman still play one of the corners. Hell, Santana can play it, uh, you know, you know, center, you know, center field for a couple of he days. Can play you know. everything. Right. right. So, yeah. So I think, I think that's a good, I think it's a very good point you make there that I think they need to make the Danny Santana decision first. And I think that will lead for them that fourth outfielder decision. And he's only hitting like two thirty five early on in the spring. So he hasn't done anything impressive. Yeah, that's... and he hasn't really done anything impressive in three years, let's be honest. No, you really hope that he, he shows he has that ability to play defensively in multiple positions. He's really gonna need to show you know, he's gonna really need to show something in, in the spring training, but that, right. that's but you make that, after that he's done. But I think your point is 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 solid. Because you got that granite right on his heels. Oh, and and you know, that granite is playing lights out. And if granite gets up here, that isn't that is an outfielder that can play three positions. He's a play he's he can play everything. Yep, flat he's out. Faster. I mean you got your stolen base guy he can play everything. Yeah, that's, and he's younger. He's going to be less expensive. That's it, a, there's a lot of things. Plus, you got Daniel Polka. Yeah. that is yep. the power guy. Yep. You got there's a lot of different options at outfield. So the guys that are in uh, vying for that outfield position, not the uh, Kepler, Buxton, and Rosario guys, that fourth guy. You better play really great or yeah. be able to play the other position great or, or you're you, gone. Or you're gone. Yeah, no, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, do you agree? No, I, I totally agree. So, I mean, I think in the next two weeks, I think when you look at where we're at right now, we're at the 8th. I think by the 25th, we're going to know what Danny Santana's future is. And then I and think I, and I think he'll be with us, and I think Zank Granite will be with us in the summer. Yes, I, I agree. I, no, I was position away from someone probably Santana. If not Santana, it's going to be an infielder where Santana takes that spot and Granite is the fourth outfielder. He is too good this year. I mean, he's been he's been great. 
since we saw him in Cedar Rapids, I think where they're years ago. I think where they're at right now, if if it's going to be where you're looking at Granite coming up in the summer, with the fact that they've got Escobar that can still play multiple infield positions, I think to me, if if, if I started looking where I'd see that job come away, it'd be it'd be Danny Santana losing his job, you know, being released at that point, and that'd be where the Twins would be going. You know what? We tried it. We gave you a shot. You've been out. You were up here for three months. You still didn't hit. You know, it, your offense right. just didn't work out. We got Granite just waiting to freaking come up here, and you know, the guy can play three outfield positions. He can be a pinch runner. You know, you, you've got it. You know, number. You know, and with Escobar, you've still got a guy that can fill your infield spots when you need to. He can still play short. He can still play second. He can heck even play third if he needs to to give Sonoma day off. I think that I would see if it was me. I would see that if Granite's going to steal that job in you know June or July, it's going to be because they gave Santana a three month shot, and it just didn't you know it like you said it, it you know the offense just never showed up and you know that's that's where it plays out. They like right. Grossman, you know Grossman's on base percentage is pretty nice. The guy does get on base a lot. That's that's pretty nice for a fourth outfielder. So I don't think they're going to run away from if Ronnie. He, if he does well, that's St. Bate in July. Yeah, and, and there you go. That, that's a, another good point. That's a, a guy that's a late 20s guy. So. They're, they're not going to give him up for nothing. I mean, no, if, he, but, if he's doing well, he's your trade bait. But he's he's your another trade piece bait. of a trade bait. Exactly. There's a lot of it. And, and, and he is a vet. I mean, I guess he'd call him a veteran now because he is in his late 20s. So, I mean, I, you know, he is a, you know, he is a guy that, oh, dear Lord. Wow, that was a horrible play. I mean, my goodness. Got to talk to each other and catch that baseball, but um, so and, no, and so yeah, no, I I agree with you wholeheartedly there. So that wraps up pretty much where we see the the twenty five man in terms of the the roster, you know, from both the the offensive side of things, the defensive side of things, and then of course the you know the pitching side of things. Um, obviously the bullpen is still open. I mean, you know, you've got you know you've got some of the guys. You know, Kinsler is obviously going to be there. Presley looks pretty good. Um, you know, they, they've still got a couple of those jobs that are, that are up for, you know, buddy Bo Shears trying to win a job. I, I like Bo Shears. I, I'd be kind of neat to see him win a job, but I mean, they got a lot of guys trying to win those, you know, three or four specialist roles. If well, you, you got will. Brandon Kinsler, that that's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. And I think Ryan Presley's a no brainer I mean, as well. He's, he's, he's probably, he's probably a closer until Perkins is back. Oh, they will. They, in fact, they were, in fact, they talked to Kinsler on Monday and they asked him, they were interviewing him on Fox sports and they asked him if. Molitor said the roles were any different. Molitor basically said, told them that, you know, just keep doing what you were doing last year. So really, to me, that tells me that until they have any sign, Perkins is still only, you know, pitching like 20% bullpen sessions right now. It's not even anywhere near right. what a guy that'd be ready. I mean, you got to look at, you know, April 3rd's only not even 30 days away. If you're, if you're Perkins and you're only right. throwing 20% sessions in the bullpen, you're not going to be ready in 26 days to go close, you know, ball games out in the major league. So Kinsler, for the foreseeable and future, Craig Breslow, he, he's a, I think he's in there. I think he makes a team. He's certainly trying to win, you know, a job. But I think Kinsler and Presley are your well, two. He looks like he's going to, and there's no reason why he should not. Well, I'd say in terms of it, if we're talking like lockdown guarantees, right now to me, it's Kinsler and Presley. Those two, I, w- I would put him in there. I would okay. put him in okay. there, guy. That's right cool. Now. That's you know, you know. And after that, though, you've got basically so that's three guys. You've got four spots that you've got. I would say five Taylor guys. Rogers, I think, is in there. What's that? Taylor Rogers. Oh yeah, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep, you're right. No, yeah, Taylor Rogers is definitely in there. Yes, yes. So now you excuse me. That Trevor May's a starter. 
Trevor Mays in the bullpen. So that's five. If if so, if a play if it shakes out like that, so you got Kinsler. I uh, is the other guy. I think. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yeah. Because you, Justin Haley, he's going to be in there. Well, if if all those guys make it, dude, that's your bullpen. That's it. I mean, that's seven guys. That's and, your and I think bullpen's already said. I think JT Shagwa as much, and you know, I like JT. I understand, but his control he is just as good as he needs to, and he does have options. And is yeah, they're smart. They're going to put him on AAA. I think. I think with but he's your next guy up, of course. Oh, I, that I agree with. But I think for Shagwa, his best thing is and going. I, I, Goes down to AAA first. Yeah, and I think I think Shagwa's best option is to go down to AAA and work a little bit more on the control because it's... I, I that. But looking at his numbers, yeah, I, he might need it. I, I, I kind of refine his stuff and think... get it set because he had he's the one out of everybody we spoke about at the bullpen. He's the one guy that has the it stuff to be a closer. Well, here's and, but you got to get the. Oh, you got to have the control. And here's how I would say it too: is look at it this way: if if somehow Shagwa did make it up here as the final reliever, let let's say he did, okay, he's going to get probably then the least opportunities to throw, you know, you know, to pitch in games because he's going to be. Whereas if you send him to AAA, at AAA he's either the closer or the setup man, probably the closer to be quite honest. You're so, going to make him a closer. And that's what I'm saying. So he's going to get a lot more opportunities and in pressure situations, whereas if he's here, he's up here as the final guy in the bullpen. He's only getting the, you know, really weird, you know, I mean, I call him weird because he's not going to get, obviously, the close. He's not going to get the eighth inning. No, he's not, he's not a closer up here. No, but, he, dude, he's not even a setup guy. He's going to get these really weird if he makes it as the last no, bullpen, he's, kind of that seven, he's a he's a he's a situational guy. Uh, yeah, and that you know what? Right now, I'd rather for him to get his command down. I'd rather him go to AAA, even if it's for half the season, yeah. and just you get yep. regular bullpen or two, whatever. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, yeah, you know, it, it's just I think it's the best thing for the young guy. I understand the young guy may not agree with it right now, but it's the best thing for the young guy, you know, to have happen. So. So we look at that. We I think we both agree on where this bullpen already is, and yes. and where it'll be set. And like we said, who the first guy will also be that jumps up and jumps down. So, you know, so looking at that, that's our. You know, we we gave you, we told you we'd give you guys some good stuff on the on the twenty five man on starting. Um, and, you know, in terms of, of starting players, both offensive, you know, uh, pitching. We gave you the bullpen. Um, I know we have one last story before we're going to hit the break, and that's one that I want you to talk about because this is a guy, the Twins Rule 5 pick, Justin Haley. I know you. we, we talked before the show, and you wanted, to, you, know, you wanted to talk about this piece, and so I'm definitely going to turn it over to you, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll jump in when you want me to, but I want you to talk about this recent story that you saw from Mike Berardino um, at uh, TwinCities.com in regards to Justin Haley. Well, and Justin Haley, if you remember, he was the uh, first pick in the Rule 5 draft. And I, I loved, I loved that line. Twins rule five pick follows rule number one. Shut up and listen. <laughs> and you know what? When, when you, when you, it, it reminds me of the military, Brad, because I was a guy Good point. that I, my, my grandfather said, shut up. Don't talk. Listen. Don't volunteer for anything. Don't do anything. Shut up and listen. So when I read this, I thought, it just it just brought back all these memories, and you know I read this stuff here. Uh, 
All the time, really, Molotov said. He's an interesting character, very competitive, very quiet, kind of like how it's going to be about it. Uh, when I, when, when it mentioned that the Rule 5 pick out of Boston Red Sox system was certified lifeguard, he's, he kind of chuckled like, really? Oh, Rod? Uh, you know, the 25 year old, uh, and he goes, he said, he said, he goes, his, his impression is still from him by his father. If I'm talking, I'm taking up airtime that somebody else could be telling me something I could be learning, he said. That's how my dad always taught me. If you're talking, you're not learning. And I just loved it because that's what my grandfather was to me. Uh, and then, you know, you look a little bit more into it, Brad. Uh, Haley really has gone to uh, Ryan Presley. And Ryan Presley, if you recall, he was a Rule 5 pick by the Twins. Uh, and the Twins in, you know, Rule 5 pick in 2013, uh, Perkins, among current Twins players, has pitched more times than any other person out of the bullpen than Presley. So Presley, since 2013, has been the guy going from a nobody, really, from Boston in 2013. So Haley has really attached himself to Ryan Presley, which is great because Ryan Presley is a cornerstone cornerstone of the Minnesota Twins bullpen. I know there's something about Haley. I, I I really like what I read about him. He got that work mentality. He he's a long relief type guy. He's got all the attributes and characteristics that you want to see in a in a in a in a, in a, in a player. And and for me personally, just the fact that everything he's talking about reminds me of what my grandfather taught me. I don't know. For me, I like I like him as a long reliever. I think he's going to be a great pitcher, and I hope that he succeeds in the Twins organization. Well, I, I definitely like the I like the the work ethic, the mentality of you know I'm new here, so you know I'm going to shut up and and you know let guys that have been here and guys that are you know you know veterans around here you know kind of you know tell me some things versus you know just coming in you know opening my yap and starting you know so I, I love that. I mean, I love love seeing a guy with you know that mindset. And, you know, attaching right. yourself to Ryan Presley is no bad. You know, bad thing either. I mean, that's a. You know. Well, and Ryan Presley, you know, he's a Rule Five pick and cornerstone, corner cornerstone in the the Twins bullpen. No, I I, I like I, I like uh, Haley a lot. I think that's a guy that you know they've got some potential there, and obviously, you know they they don't want to let him go because being as a Rule Five, as a lot of you fans know, if they do. You know, let him off the twenty-five man roster. Got to stay on a twenty-five man roster, or, or he's done. Or they got to offer him back to Boston. So, and obviously, right. you know, there's, you know, Molitor, you know, likes this guy. You know, the the front office obviously likes this guy. So, you know, and and yeah, the fact that he attached himself to to Presley, that's you know, it's a good guy to to that's a smart get, guy. Yeah, it's a smart guy. It's a good guy to get feedback from, and it's a guy that can help him out and. And, and no, I just I, I like his stuff. I liked he he pitched pretty well in the winter league this off season. You know, 
He had a, a .38 ERA in five outings in the Dominican Winter League, so I like the fact that he went you know, down there to try to continue to, you know, better his game. Some guys don't want to do that. They don't want to spend their, you know, their off season. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not, you know, I like the fact that this, this guy has, you know, there's no ego in that. He's just, you know, he's willing to learn from what he can from this club, whether it's Guardardo, Neil Allen, other guys that are in the staff. No, I like him a lot. And I think he's got a, he's got a good shot at, you know, being an arm in this bullpen. Well, I, I think, I think, you know, I think he'll make it as a closer or, or as a bullpen guy to start the season. And I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, he makes it. He's a guy that, you know, Molitor is going to be able to count on it. And that's, you know, and that's that's what you need, man. I mean, that's what so the manager's looking for. You want seven guys down there that you know when you look at each one of them, whether it's for a different role or not, that's fine. But you you want you want seven guys down there, you know, I know I can look at Brandon Kinsler and count on him to close a game out. You know, I know I can look at, you know, Ryan Presley to be my, you know, eight, if not my setup guy, you know. You know, you, you want to build as a manager to look at the seven guys down there and go, yeah, I know I can count on them, and I know what I can count on them for their role to be. So that's that's where I like this guy, and I like what you mentioned in terms of his just you know just shut up and listen approach. He, I, th- I think he does fine here. I think he I agree with you. I think he makes the the bullpen out of camp, and you know we'll we'll continue to watch Justin Haley, and we'll you know we'll we'll talk about him more as we as we get closer to the season starts, and then of course. Once the season does start, we'll we'll kind of continue to follow him and see where where it takes him. So that that kind of wraps us up for the in the dugout. But we've got a little bit more. We're going to come back after the break, and during the Twins notes segment, we've got two final topics that we're going to talk about. One is and th- these are both kind of more from the business side this week. One is that the Twins are offering a new pass. It's a thirty. Oh yes, yes. Well, yes. It's a 30-home game pass in April and May for $99 called the New Ballpark Pass. We'll definitely we'll go into the details on that, and we'll yep. talk about that. And then also the Twins have announced a second concert at Target Field to follow the Billy Joel right. concert the next night. So we'll, we'll talk about both those things from the business side of the, of the standpoint when we get back here after the break on the Twins Notes segment. So, guys, just stick around because we'll be right back here on Talking Twins. This is Sean Lill from Ring General Radio, and you're listening to Talking Twins here on the 40 Podcast Network. Hey guys, we're back here on Talking Twins, and as we mentioned, it is time now for the Twins Notes segment. So we are, you know, we t- we we kind of you know previewed there, tipped off our hands a little bit. The two topics we've got this week, uh, the first one's a, a big one that was just announced on Wednesday, which is today, March 8th, depending on when you're listening to the show, uh, that the Twins are offering a brand new pass which is called the Ballpark Pass, and it's going to be a 30-home game pass in April and May for $99. Now, what that'll be is it'll get you for not your, what your $99 will get you is it'll get you access to 30 home games in April and May. So it's all the home games except for the home opener. So just, just for, I don't want people jumping off the, oh, I'm going to get to go to the, no, the home opener's not included. Now, Here's some of the other fine print as we need to disclose before Daryl and I have the discussion on this piece is that you do not actually get a seat for these games because I'm sure people are going to hear this and go, sweet, $3.33 or whatever. They can take everybody's seat. Yeah, woo! Yeah, you can Yeah, you can take seats. That's what's going to turn into this thing, as, as we'll talk about. But you yes. do not get an actual ticket for the games. So what they call ballpark access, what used to be known as a, as when we were kids, standing room only ticket. Now it gets a fine little name called Ballpark Access, which is 
You know, back of the day, standing room only. You just stand somewhere, you know. It's, but you choose every game you want to go to, and then they deliver the ticket to your mobile device. So it, it's got to be it, – that's the other thing is it's mobile device only. You are not getting mailed any anything in the mail. If you want to do this via paper, it's not an option for you. This is mobile device generated only through the uh, MLB at the ballpark app for your Android and iPhone, you know, devices. So, yeah, either way, Android or iPhone, you're covered. But – it is a mobile, you know, deal. This is not anything that's going to be mailed out to you, paper, or anything like that. You know, it's pretty crazy. As me and Daryl were talking about, we did our pre-show, you know, no, it's, it's still only like $3 a game if you went to all 30. I mean, that's pretty good because you can't get into Target Field for any ticket normally. They, I mean, it was funny because Star Tribune said the cheapest regularly priced ticket is $6. I don't know what few games you get tickets for $6 a game for, because I've never went to twinsbaseball.com and ever seen tickets listed for six dollars a seat. Maybe you, you know, maybe that's like one weird select price game on a Wednesday afternoon when you're playing like you know the Oakland A's or something. I don't know, but I've I don't see too many six dollar games even even on StubHub and third party markets. You don't see you know. And what's nice is there are a pretty good decent variety of opponents over the the first two months. I mean, you're going to get the Royals, the White Sox, the Indians, the Tigers, the A's the Red Sox, the Rockies, the Rays, and the Astros. So you are going to, you know, you are going to get a wide variety of games to see, which is pretty nice. Now, as Daryl and I were, were talking about this before the, the show started, a lot of this obviously is in the fact that we've seen this, and Daryl can, you know, jump in here because I know he knows these numbers very well too, that we've seen a, a decline in, ten, in attendance at Target Field. As season ticket holders, we've seen the 12 to 15% you know, even sometimes 17% season ticket holder numbers drop off per season the last four years. So that that's obviously part of this. I mean, and obviously the last year's 59 and 103 record didn't really help. Also, it's a big thing. You notice, Daryl, that they're doing it in April and May. What is typically our weather like in April and May in Minnesota? Well, you know, in, in Minnesota, well, it's been an unusually uh, weird climate in Minnesota this season. But it's still going to be cold. Let's just throw it out there. April and May is going to be cold. And because I know that because I have to buy my wife more twins gear. <laughs> uh, you know, that that's warm. Uh, and, and we just got more in the mail uh, from Amazon. Nice. But nice. I think it's, a, it's, it's an amazing offer. I think it's smart. And with... Season tickets probably being down once again because of the 103 uh, lost season. I think it's a great, I think it's a fantastic offer, Brad. I mean, you get to go, yeah, you don't get a seat to find you. You don't have your set seat, but you get to go sit wherever there's an empty seat. Yeah. And it's basically, Brad, paying three dollars for a cover charge no yeah that's you know you get to go to the greatest bar in minnesota and to me and i, and I told you this before and you know me i think target field like wrigley field of chicago you're going to the biggest bar in minnesota yeah. it's a lot of fun you got you got all the you got the hot girls <laughs> you got the entertainment you got like 15 bars or so where you can go have a great time so you're basically playing paying Three dollars, uh, cover charge. Now your drinks are gonna be expensive. Let's just throw that out there. 
But it's Minneapolis, right? It's Minneapolis. They're, they're going to be expensive a lot of places. And, God, tell me a bar that doesn't have you know $11 bar and, uh, drinks. And you know what? It's it's funny because you, when you mentioned that, it, it, also, it, it seems like that the twin strategy is lining up on that as well because essentially their strategy appears to be, hey, there's room in the place, so let's let people in, hope they buy some concessions, right. whether it's food or drink, and then, right. and then expose them to the organization, hopefully putting a better product if on the field. Like, if you like what you see, maybe in 2018 you'll want to be a season ticket holder. You got it. So they're, they're... I love the Twins. So it, it... I love drinking with the Twins and, and with the people there, so you... my, my friends. You... Uh, so you don't have to sell me on it, but 99 bucks for 30, I mean, 3 bucks a game? That's a hell of a good deal, Brad. But you mentioned I think that's really smart. Sadly, here's what I gotta say. Sadly, that we're the first team that has to do this because we got a great, great ballpark. And I wrote a story about this mainly because of one of my uh, season ticket holder friends who seemed like he was on the edge. Uh, I wrote a story about here's why you gotta be excited about the Twins. And, ba- and because it's baseball in general. But, okay, well, the Twins just gave you another reason to be excited about baseball and to come out and have a good time at the ballpark. It's a great ballpark, and you're going to have a good time. Well, they're just giving you another reason to do so. And and, and you kind of hit, you know, what their, what their strategy was. And, you know, I know that, like, other, mar- or other uh, you know, uh, markets or whatever. What I mean, other um, clubs in the Twin Cities have tried to do it. I know the the Timberwolves try to do things like that. Um, you know, it, it it's kind of worked. It, it in some instances it hasn't worked in others. So we'll see. You know, you know. I mean, even back in the days of the Dome, they they had an upper deck general admission season ticket for ninety nine dollars. It wasn't so. This isn't quite as good as that, where you actually got an upper deck season ticket for a hundred bucks. But you know, that was the Dome too. That wasn't. That also wasn't Target Field, and you mentioned right. that this is kind of like getting a three dollar, you know, cover charge to a, you know, one of the best, you know, entertainment venues in in, in Minneapolis St. Paul area. So I mean, that's I, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. First of all, to see if it works. That I guess that's obviously that's obviously question one. Does is, is this successful for the Twins? And then I guess question two, or you know, maybe one B, if you want to, is okay. If this is successful. What is the the demographic that ends up coming in on this, and why that question is probably a, a, such a big question is because if their strategy really for a lot of this is to try to convert people, it, we kind of we both kind of agreed on this that the demographic for this was going to probably be a lot of uh, single young guys. I'd say twenty one to to thirty years old. And if that's the demographic that this deal ends up pulling in, I don't know if that's the biggest demographic that you're going to flip over into season ticket holders. That's the only thing right. we're all, we'll have to see. And I, I, mean, I don't have the answer for this because this is, you know, as we talked about, this is brand new. This is something no other MLB team has ever, you know, done before in this scenario. So there's no way anybody can say they know how this is going to play out. It's it's brand new. I mean, maybe it works out great, and they get you know five thousand people to do this. Oh, that you know that that's nice. You'll put a couple extra you know a couple thousand fans a night in the in the ballpark. You know, we'll see how this works out, and we'll also see if this is just more of a product to get them more people in to spend money right away, 
or if this is truly a marketing product to try to get some more season ticket holders back because as we talked about the numbers have shown you know losing 12 to 15 to 18 percent in the you know the season ticket market they obviously need to you know recoup some of those numbers so we'll have to see how this turns out and we'll we'll kind of follow this as because after may this will be done so we'll we'll keep up on the business side of things daryl and i will kind of continue to watch and see what we get here from feedback we'll you know we'll try to get feedback from you know fans that actually do it the you know it'll be you know interesting to see if we can talk to a couple of fans that actually sign up for this and if we will we'll we'll interview those fans and we'll actually you know bring that interview with you guys here on the air otherwise we'll just kind of we'll continue to follow you know as the season goes along and we'll we'll get more feedback on the numbers after you know may 31st and we can see what what or how this plan shook out um, the other the other note that we have before we wrap up the show on Twins Notes this week is that uh, this week the, the Twins have now announced a, a second concert at Target Field this year, and it's going to be directly the night after the Billy Joel concert. And Target Field will be hosting something called the Smooth Tour. Um, I, I really don't know how this thing is smooth or how it's a tour, but that, that they can name anything whatever they want, I guess. I mean, that really, you know... <laughs> it's marketing. You, you can call someone whatever you want. I mean, that's, and so what they'll be having is a concert on July 29th. As you know, Billy Joel plays uh, Target Field on Friday, July 28th. Uh, the announcement was made on Good Morning America on Tuesday this week, and the Twins at a later date will announce the ticket details. Um, this will be Florida Georgia Line. You know, a lot of you fans probably know them. They're, they're big hit crews. Uh, they're, you know, they're a fun, you know, band to go watch. Um, it's really kind of who's joining them that really, um, you know, really makes this kind of a weird mix to me. Um, Florida Georgia Line will be joined on the Smooth Tour by the Backstreet Boys, Nelly, and somebody named Chris Lane, who I, I don't even know who Chris Lane is. He's an emerging artist who mixes R&B and country. Okay, that's... That, that, that's beautiful. You know, good for you. I really don't know who who that, that poor gentleman is. I'm sorry, Chris Lane, but, you know, um, I could tell you who every every player on the Twins, uh, you know, major in minor league system is. I don't know who Chris Lane is. So, But it, it's an interesting mix because I really don't see how you combine, you know, genres such as a country band and Nelly and the Backstreet Boys. So I... You know, whatever. Um, I guess this concert series, Daryl, is also going to be in, in Boston at Fenway Park on July 7th and at Wrigley Field in Chicago on August 12th. Um, nice. Do you have any thoughts on the Smooth Tour at all? <laughs> hey, you know what? Do what you have. Have fun. You know, just get ready for baseball. And Daryl is going to be buying the most expensive set of two tickets they have for the Smooth Tour? Uh, yes, that's what's going to happen. And he's going to be giving them away for free on the show. No, I'm just, no, no, I'm just kidding. I don't want even that to, I don't want people yeah, to. Don't, don't even yeah, throw that out there. Yeah, because then some person's going <laughs> to think Mr. Yates is buying $500 tickets for the Smooth Tour. Yeah, it's he's like, not going to do that. It's not happening. Sorry. We are not. Probably not. We, we might give away a pair of Twins tickets during the year. That, that Yes, sure. that may happen. But I'm sorry, we're that yeah. could happen easily. Yes, but this no. But if you want to check it out, stay tuned to TwinsBaseball.com. The Twins are going to be handling the ticket sales for the the Smooth Tour the night after the Billy Joel concert. So if you want to go see Florida Georgia Line or Nelly or the Backstreet Boys or you know Chris Lane personally and you want to you know you know prop them up whatever that's that's great. You know you teach their own. Um, 
the uh, twinsbaseball.com will be your, your spot to, to check that out later on. Um, with that, that's really all of the business side of things that, you know, that twinsbaseball.com has going right now. One other note I will mention for you guys that listen to this, that you are season ticket holders. Next week, the Twins will open up the um, the exchange program for exchanging your, your season tickets. So if you want to exchange for different games, whatnot, uh, that plan will open up next week. The Twins are announcing, so they haven't given the date yet, but it will be next week. So, you know, keep an eye out on TwinsBaseball.com, especially the STH page, which is the season ticket holder page. So you can start, you know, swapping out your, your games for the better games, maybe the you know, promotion games if you didn't get them, whatnot. You know, so with that, that's going to wrap us up for Twins Notes. means it's also going to, unfortunately, wrap us up for another episode of Talking Twins. Just want to always remind you guys that Talking Twins, as well as being uh, recorded at First Pitch Studios, is also part of the 4D Podcast Network. Now, remember, you can always check us out on the web at the website, www.talkingtwinsbaseball.com. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Talking Twins. And, of course, our Twitter handle is at Talking Twins. So definitely check us out on Facebook. We're keeping you guys updated throughout spring training with everything that's going on. That's Twins, Nudes, and Notes related. We're always on top of it. So with that, you know, I want to thank, of course, uh, my, my co-host, my good friend, Daryl Yates, for another, another great episode of Talking Twins. This is Bradley Swanson. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. And remember, two weeks from tonight, the 22nd, we will have Steven Gonsalves. The, the, the S. Gonsalves himself will, will come back to Talking Twins and sit down and talk with us about his first Major League Spring training. We'll chat with Steven about the upcoming 2017 season and I'm sure a whole lot more. We'll get into a, we always get into a lot of topics with, with Steven Gonsalves. So remember, listen in two weeks as we sit down with Steven Gonsalves. And until then, for Daryl, this is Bradley. Hey, have fun watching some spring training games and WBC over the next week or two, and we'll we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks right here on Talking Twins. Talking baseball in Minnesota. Ernie Allen and Molotov. Krellick had a no-hit game. Kirby Puckett, what a shame. Heisel.